Fashioned by Faith by Michelle Clark. My name is Michelle Clark, and I am currently a pastor in the Ontario Conference. I must say that my journey to this point has been the most rewarding and at the same time the most challenging experience of my life. As I look back at my childhood and my upbringing, as the saying goes, hindsight is always 2020. I believe the experiences in my childhood, teenage years, and even young adulthood have shaped me into the woman that I am today. I am the fourth child, the last born of my mom and dad's biological children. The unplanned surprise. Prior to my conception, my parents had agreed that they weren't going to have any more children because they simply couldn't afford it. My father was the sole breadwinner, making about $100 a week at a factory. Even though he struggled to keep the lights on at times and couldn't afford the finer things in life, one thing kept us together was our ability to make the best of things through humor, creativity, love, and our faith. When it came to matters of faith, my mother was the one who led at first. My father, whose mother had become a Seventh-day Adventist when he was 11 years old, had never really taken to the faith. In fact, he told us he would wake up early on Sabbath mornings in Barbados and sneak out before he could be forced to go to church. So when we got to Montreal, he was just doing his own thing, living his life. My mother, on the other hand, was a baptized Seventh-day Adventist in Barbados and felt it necessary to find a church when we arrived in Montreal. How my father came to church was an account of my birth. After my mom had me, for at least two or three Sabbaths, she had my dad take my older brother and sisters to church and demanded that he stay with them. And so, at first, he would sit through Sabbath school, then to divine service, and just absorb everything. When my mom and I were okay to start attending church, he could have decided to just go back to dropping us off as church as he used to, but Bob noticed he was staying. It just so happened that there was an evangelistic series taking place that season, and my dad was baptized. Something happened in my dad that sparked a thirst for Christ and the truth of his word. He started reading the Bible cover to cover and every spirit of prophecy book he could find. The Great Controversy was one of his favorites. He was absorbing everything about Christ and his coming. While my mom was the storyteller who told us about Jesus, my father taught us the pillar doctrines. He was so passionate about the Word of God and I believe he transmitted this passion on to me. In fact, a couple years before his passing on October 2021, we had a conversation where he told me about his conversion and how he too had felt the call to ministry. But he had hesitated because he did not want to put his little family through the rigors of having to go to seminary and then the uncertainty of being hired as a pastor. So he said it was as if God took his call and gave it to me. I was baptized at an early age of eight in the T.A. McNilly Evangelistic Series in Montreal in 1986. I will never forget it, when the preacher said to come out of her, Babylon, my people. I knew I heard God speak to me, so I told my mom that I wanted to be baptized. My mom immediately remembered her firstborn and only son, Brian, who had five years prior said those same words, and she said no because she thought he was too young. He tragically died shortly thereafter in 1981, and so she made a promise to God that if her children wanted to be baptized, she would not deny them again, and with the understanding that I wanted to make Jesus my personal Savior, I was baptized. Then high school happened. 
and I believe, due to our raging hormones, we experience a season of temporary insanity. But praise God, he called me out of her once again, and I rededicated my life to Jesus Christ at age 17. I was just trying to figure out what was I was going to do with my life. I agonized with God about it. I wanted him to show me. I wanted to know his purpose for me. At the time, I thought it was social work because I had a passion to help people. So I applied to Dawson College in Montreal. I even took the entrance exam and passed it. The spring after graduation in 1997, my church was holding a weekend prayer retreat at our conference campground at the time. And during one of the week of prayer exercises, we were to find a quiet place and ask God to answer our most urgent request. So I found my spot and I sought the face of God and asked him for direction in my life. And as vividly as I live and breathe, he showed me that night by giving me a mental picture of myself preaching the word of God. It was so weird. But the weirdest thing happened when we reconvened to share testimonies of our experiences with God. I proceeded to tell my testimony and let everyone know what happened to me. Then, my utter amazement, a dear sister, who is now deceased, confirmed that God had impressed upon her the same thing, and I was floored. Let's just say that I needed no other evidence from that moment. In August of that year, I was enrolled in Oakwood University in Huntsville, Alabama. Oakwood was no easy ride. My family and I struggled during that time. What should have taken four years took seven years to complete. We just didn't have the money. Some semesters I had to sit out. However, I didn't go home to wait. I stayed in Huntsville. I didn't want to have to go through the visa process all over again as an international student. And I believe something, the Holy Spirit, told me that if I left, I wouldn't come back. So I stayed and weathered the storm. I remember not having any food, but God was always on time. I remember not being able to wash my clothes, but God said you have a tub and there's nothing wrong with your hands. There were so many hardships, but God kept me. I am thankful for those trials I experienced because they transformed me into the woman of faith. I got to know who God was for myself. Previously, I had been relying on my mother and my father's faith, but at Oakwood, it was just me and God. I can confidently say that graduating from there was a miracle. When I left and went to Andrews University for my master's, it was a cakewalk compared to my Oakwood experience. But I wouldn't trade my experience at Oakwood for anything in the world. The victory in the crucibles is something education cannot teach, and those crucibles prepared me for what came next. After I graduated from Andrews and didn't receive any job offers, I had to go back to Montreal. This was quite a test because I spent 11 years in Montreal with no calls. During those years, I saw all my classmates progress in ministries. It became painful. I wasn't hating on them, but I couldn't help but ask God, what about me? The relationship with God that I developed at Oakwood was vital because it helped remind me that growing in faith and following God's call in our life, wherever that may be, doesn't mean that the path is easy. My mother's faith wasn't going to reveal God's will for me. My father's faith wasn't going to sustain me when I had doubts. Even knowing God's call wasn't going to make things happen any faster. So while I waited, I was active. I became an elder and even a first elder at one point. I conducted a youth evangelistic series and did weeks of prayer here and there. 
Also, with the help of my sister and a few other church friends, we formed a youth and young adult ministry called Perpetual Praise Ministries, with services geared toward youth. It was powerful and rewarding. Just when I was beginning to put my idea of pastoral ministry to bed and accept that perhaps that wasn't what I was called to, it happened. God has a sense of humor. It was as if he was letting me know that he doesn't work according to my timetable and that everything is in his time. In February 2019, I was installed as the first female pastor in the Toronto West Seventh-day Adventist Church where I am currently serving. My approach to ministry is servant leadership. My humble beginnings and experiences don't allow for me to be haughty and self-important. I rather enjoy and feel it is more rewarding to get myself knee and elbow deep in service, to be in the trenches connected with people and loving them the way Jesus did. I think this is a philosophy that everyone can adopt, not just as an approach to ministry, but as an approach to life. The best part of pastoring is seeing how people grow in Jesus and give their lives to the Lord. I may teach and preach the Bible to them, but it's the people of God who teach what true love means. It means loving unconditionally, loving the ones who love you, and the ones who don't love you or accept you. My experiences have helped me to understand the heart of God, and my faith has helped me to understand His calling.